0: random gaming toolkits entertainment talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew joining me today. My co-host is Roberts. How are you today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing today?
0: I uh, did have a headache today but it is uh it is slowly going away. Uh Ever since we we started recording twenty seconds ago. Um that sometimes happens, you know, you just need to uh, distract your mind when you've got a headache and stuff. So anyway, hopefully that passes and I can get along with my life, either uh, just uh, just a little bit easier. So uh anyway, uh what have you been playing within the last week?
1: Uh I've actually been bouncing around a lot of stuff. Um I'm I really want to like uh Detroit Become Human. Mm. I just can't get into it because the story segments that you play through are just too short. I mean, your right. your Connor for like five minutes, and then your Cara for five minutes, and then your Marcus for five minutes, and then your Kara again for five minutes. It it throws up the rhythm of the game, and for whatever reason, my uh, my system doesn't like the the kitschy, pointless motion control bullshit on some of the segments, so when you have to prompt, like, tilt the controller clockwise or tilt it counterclockwise or whatever, okay, yeah. um, it just doesn't register. And so I've been failing right. a lot of those stupid quick-time events because of that. So
0: Oh, you might get some people killed as a result <laughs> of that.
1: Yeah, that's a distinct possibility.
0: Yeah, I remember there was some really, really important bits, because it's from the same developers of... Heavy rain. I can remember the developers, but not their their names off the top of my head. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, they had. I remember they had some bits at the end of Heavy Rain, which were like really important for motion control stuff. I don't quite remember how frequent and important the uh, motion control stuff was for uh, for uh, Detroit. Uh, what? Why is it not working then?
1: I don't know. I don't know if it's like a uh, cl- uh, um control configuration problem. I don't know if it's because I bought my PS4 used and the guy said he uh, replaced the hard drive and maybe he bumped something or did something wrong. That's why I tried to buy new whenever possible. Um, I don't know if it was just because I was sitting in a weird position and my PS4 is kind of off to the side rather than directly in front of me when it comes to that. So I don't know if that was an issue. Okay. it's just one of those things that since I don't really use it a whole lot and not a whole lot of games have needed it at this point, uh-huh. I don't know if it's, you know, user error or mechanical failure, so.
0: Okay, All right, well, hopefully that uh, doesn't affect things too much, but we shall see. Um, so how how, 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 uh, how long have you got left in the game, roughly?
1: I Excuse don't me. know, I, I just... Okay, minor-ish spoilers if you haven't played the game C- that came of. out I multiple mean, you, years ago. Uh,
0: I will say, you, you with that game, you might end up in a wildly different place than what Robert is perhaps about yeah. to explain. So.
1: I just finished the chapter where Kara saves the kid from the dad. Okay. And I won't say anything more than that. All right, That's the last, last one I finished it. You've so. still got
0: quite a bit to go then, as far as I yeah. remember.
1: It's just not making me want to play the game more because I can't get invested in a story if I'm only in it for five minutes.
0: Right. I I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, but uh, we shall see how you get on with the rest of it. It's still my game of the year for. Um, is that 2018? I think. 2019?
1: Uh, yeah. No, it have been I 2019. Yeah. wouldn't 2019 because it
0: wasn't, on my, wasn't a... on my list last year.
1: Yeah, and that became a PS Plus Games of called really damn quick.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, what other stuff you've been playing?
1: Uh, I've been playing this one game uh, called Darkest Dungeon. It okay. was something I found on a Steam sale a few weeks back. Uh, it's a variant of a roguelike. Uh, the difference is, is that it's more of like a and d based roguelike. Because you're not just one character trying to twitch, uh, blast your way through you know, the game. Basically, what you're doing is you go to a Hamlet and you're trying to reclaim the Hamlet from the monsters and denizens and whatever, and you have to recruit heroes, so you've got your classic D&D-ish type heroes, you know, warriors, healers, thieves, things like that, mm-hmm. and you run them through many dungeons, and unless you go in like a long dungeon, it never takes more than like 5-10 minutes per dungeon, and then you experience up and uh, um, get you know get abilities and improve abilities and things like that, so it's uh, like, 30% roguelike, 30% base management, and 30% just dungeon crawling. Hmm.
0: Okay. you mean, uh enjoying it so far,
1: though? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a fun game. It's endlessly frustrating. Like, there's a game mechanic called stress. And basically, you can't just, like, plow your characters constantly through it. You have to manage their health in the game. Okay. And part of their in-game health is a stress meter. And if your character stretches stresses out too much, they actually have a heart attack and die. Oh, the problem is, is that you can just get random spikes of stress for absolutely no reason, or you know you have a you're going up against a monster that gets a miracle crit and one shots your guy to death, and then you have to fail the dungeon. Wow, because they're all designed to be a four party system, and you lose somebody in the first battle. Not only have you lost them, you lost all the money you spent upgrading them, you lost all the items they had and you just got a btfo um then you know then it's a thing so
0: okay cool uh well hopefully you get on well with that the more you play it or whatever so we shall see i uh, not a game i've played myself and not something that it is particularly on my radar so we shall see if i ever play that in the future but not in the near future so uh what was the other thing that you uh had played
1: uh, just dabbling a little bit in uh, Division Two because of a story mm-hmm. that we got coming out soon. Yep, uh, that got coming out. I just wanted to get a little bit back into, it, get a little bit more familiar with it. So
0: cool. All right. Uh, well, I have been continuing to play uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, of course. Um, I do you know what? As I'm th- sitting here thinking right now, I can't remember. If I've had to reinstall the game between this podcast and last podcast. I remember I talked about doing that on the last podcast. But that was a week ago. Um, I don't think I've had to. But as of today. As of season 2 is out. Actually it was yesterday. Today. No it was yesterday. Uh, Season 2 is out. Uh, I have installed uh, the update. I uh, came across a little bit of a problem. Uh, not with the actual update itself, which is which has been the, the, the source of my problem in the last couple of weeks. Just the, the game deciding to update itself. Uh, obviously I understood, okay, Season 2 is out and that is the reason this game is updating. There's actually more of a reason this time. Um, I remember when the Season 1 update came out and you, you installed that, you went into the game, you clicked on multiplayer and it said about missing DLC packs, which are free. Um, and then it took you out the game, and it went you to took you to the store, and then you clicked to download, and you uh, had had that in in there as well for free. I don't know why that wasn't included as just part of the update, because it's sort of part of it anyway. You have to install that separately. Uh, so I load up the game, so installed the game. The game went in and everything. It didn't say like hey, you got to update this ten gig thing or whatever. Uh, whatever whatever the case may be, I clicked on multiplayer, and then it said, oh, you're missing the DLC pack. So I went, oh yeah, this," and I thought to myself, oh yeah, this was the, the case with Season 1. So it wasn't like, I, I'd sort of forgotten, but once it came up, I wasn't like too surprised. And then clicked on exit for it, which is what I clicked on last time, and it didn't take me to the DLC. I've searched through the PlayStation Store, I've searched on the Call of Duty page, I've tried to click on store on the Call of Duty game, which actually gives you the same message. I cannot find this DLC pack anywhere. Uh, whether it's just a glitch and like I go back to it later or something, and like it will just trigger the update, like maybe it hadn't quite come to me or to, I, I don't know what the situation was. Because um, it was the weird thing is it, it wasn't problems with installing updates; it was a problem with actually finding the DLC pack to actually download it itself. So um, I so I haven't actually started season two yet because I haven't found the the other DLC pack and stuff. Uh, I got the trailer and stuff for the the start. Uh, and in, just in case some of you call of duty players or fans are a little bit confused uh battle royale is on the way uh for for this call of duty uh that it was kind of hinted at at the end of the trailer um in there, i mean i don't really consider that a spoiler you know it's nothing to do with the campaign um it's more just the the mode is going to be coming um so w- when you load up the menu now it says campaign multiplayer then it says classified and then it says store i think next to that uh, so they've obviously, obviously the classified thing is going to be battle royale. I don't know where my interest level is at with that, but I'm going to try it. Seeing as it's you know part of the game and stuff, I don't know when that's going to be arriving, but I imagine that's just part of season two. Because when season two starts, not everything for the season is out because you know it's a seasonal event. You get things as you go through the season, but uh, yeah, interesting to see that to see they're going to be adding. A battle royale mode, because uh, basically, you, you know in different boi- battle royale games, how you have, um, like with Fortnite, it's the boss, with Apex, it's something else, it basically had this cargo plane that was flying over the area that you saw, and the back of the cargo plane opened, and like a, guy, a bunch of these guys jumped out, kind of like battle royale style, um, so you know that they're like parachuting towards the bottom of the map. Um, I'd be interested to know, the the map that we kind of got, a view of that's probably going to be the battle royale map i think so uh but yes ghost is back who's one of the modern warfare characters uh rust is back one of the old maps and i can't remember the name of it but there is a new map out there as well um uh, but hopefully by next week i will have installed it or found where the thing is installed it and then have played uh some season two so there's that um, still I'm playing uh, Pro Evolution Soccer, but not for the uh, not just like normally. I'm using basically the coach mode because I kind of want to play a uh, any kind of football or FIFA sort of manager game. And obviously, there's the one that's on PC, but I'm not gonna play that because you know it's not really gonna work properly and all that sort of thing. Um, I remembered that uh, Pro Evolution Soccer this this year has got a coach mode. Uh, Not as in-depth as what I'd want with the tactics and stuff. Like, I want to assign the tactics to individual players to, like, tell them where to go, that sort of thing. Um, But I'm currently on an unbeaten run as uh, Manchester United. I've gotten rid of a few players uh, that, you know, shouldn't be there or whatever. I brought in some players that we needed, that sort of thing. Um, I've won eight games, drawn two, and I've done some other stuff in the, you know, the the other Cups as well. It's quite good. I mean, sometimes, like... A player will clearly, clearly, should be like running forward, and they'll like turn around and walk backwards for some reason, and then like they'll just make these weird sort of choices through the through the AI, basically. And uh, it's every now and then you get like a really, really great goal that's scored, and it makes sense that it would happen. And then there's other times where like a player should obviously cross it or shoot or something, and they just like turn around or something like that. So there's some weird AI behaviour, but uh, hey, I'm doing pretty well so far. I'm unbeaten, so I guess I'm doing. Something right, so uh, I'm continuing to play that. Just when I'm, whenever I'm in the mood for, uh, you know, to 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 manage the team and that sort of thing. So there's that. Uh, do you remember before I said about Firewall Zero Hour? And I basically said before that uh, the game had some like some great mechanics and all that sort of thing. It looked really great, but I didn't like the movement system. Mm-hmm. One of the people that I regularly play uh, Star Trek with, she's called Vicky. Uh, she's she, when we were playing Star Trek. Last week, at some point, uh, she mentioned Firewalkers. Of course, it is actually uh, this month's one of this month's uh, PS Plus games. So I said, "Oh, okay, you know, I'm, I've uh, got PS Plus anyway. I'll install it. I'll uh, g- come and sort of play the play on the game with you, and that kind of thing." And it, it's four v four. It's basically you either like have to hack a laptop or obviously just kill the other team or whatever. It's quite good. There's some weird stuff going on with like damage in the game. Like there's a lot of times where I've shot the enemies a lot of times and then I like, died really easily. So there's little issues like that, but uh you know, it's just kind of a fun time with with players. Uh she brought one of her friends along yesterday for a match that we played and he was he was kind of cool to play with. So it's, it's more of a fun of like you know, just just playing a shooting game with someone, but obviously in VR you hold your gun up physically with the controller, all that sort of thing. So uh, my issues aside, it's still pretty fun, and um, it's uh, unless Vicky or someone else that I actually want to play with the game with is on, I'm not going to play the game because it's I, I basically am only playing it when the other ple- the other people are ready to play it with me. So uh, that's going to be a sort of every now and again thing. Uh, Star Trek, still playing that. Still doing really well on it. Um, Met a couple of new players and all that sort of thing. But that's still continuing to go um, really well. Uh, What was the other thing? Yeah, Dying Lights. I can't remember what I said about it last week. But um, I basically have got to do a bit of grinding in the main campaign. So I can level up to level 18. And then I can go into the, the following DLC and play that. Because it says to you when you load the following DLC. You'll need to be level 18. I actually think it says level 12 or level 18. Um, and I thought, oh, I'll just jump in anyway. No, I was like dying really, really easily and stuff. So I obviously need to like upgrade my character and stuff. So got to do some things with that. Uh, dreams, by the way, I am going to be buying dreams tomorrow digitally because uh, I think it's going to be another game that's going to be a bit more long term, and I don't want to rent uh, a game like that. But just, 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 to kind of clear things up a bit, where I'm pl- when I'm playing things like Star Trek, Call of Duty, Firewall, those aren't games I want to kind of rent because that's going to be games I play for months and months and months or whatever and you know it would just be really awkward to just constantly change that with the single player games that i'm playing and stuff so if, if there's any like story based games like a uh... dying light or something those are the games that i'm renting instead of you know the call of duties or whatever so um... that's basically that explained so uh... not having any more hard drive space or anything like that though so um... we shall see how things go but that's pretty much what i've been playing lately of course i'm going to be playing dreams i believe it comes out on friday but i'm going to get it pre-installed uh, tomorrow and actually buy it. Um I've I've seen some stuff on the like Twitter community and stuff like that. Some really really good stuff is being made uh for the game and I can't wait to jump in and see what people have been doing. So plus the game's actually got a campaign itself so I'm excited to see what that's about. I don't think I'm gonna be really be making things myself on the game. I'm gonna be playing things that other people have made but uh we'll see how all, how all that goes. So um that's the things that I've been playing at the moment and what I'm gonna be playing over the next couple of weeks probably. So Uh, Alright, let's jump into some uh, housekeeping. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier that will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts. And allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, I am reviewing the different streaming services and the different on-demand kind of apps. Starting with Netflix, of course, everyone pretty much knows what netflix is uh gonna be is about five or six uh, uh, different apps that's gonna cross over to when disney plus actually comes out so i'm gonna be obviously including that as part of that little series but it's just gonna be a little mini series for like six weeks or so gonna be reviewing the different streaming services content wise how well the apps are run that that kind of thing so uh, we shall see how that goes. Uh, did a TV talk yesterday with Bex uh, Tristabites, If though, if you uh, know who, she, if you guys know who she is, uh, she is Tristabites on YouTube and on Twitch. so go and follow her, and uh, she streams Mondays and Sundays at 8 p.m. UK time. So uh, go and join in with all that fun stuff as well. But we talked about the outsider. All spoiler free, by the way. We talked about the outsider, Russian Doll, Defiance, and Bojack Horseman. We also talked about uh, Doctor Who. And just some other shows as well, so go and check that out if you're interested in uh, other things that we're watching. Let's Play Sundays for Star Trek Bridge Crew VR. That is the um, AI version uh, of the game that I played. That wasn't an, that wasn't a Let's Play where I'm playing with everybody else. Basically, I just wanted to show the game and, and all that sort of stuff. So that's uh, the Star Trek thing. Uh, good talk for the good place. Uh, we, Me and David wrapped that up last week with a series uh, wrap-up podcast. So if you're into the good place, we've covered seasons 3 and 4. Seasons 3 and 4, rather and uh, of course done a series wrap up now so we said a nice goodbye to the good place Birds of Prey review uh, yes some interesting things are going on with that film at the moment um, of course if you have or haven't seen the film you can still check out my review because there's a spoiler free section at the start so uh, that's the that's the uh, EU's latest outing so uh, you can check that out as well and I believe Wonder Woman is out in June summer-ish June-ish something like that uh, so that will be of course what's next for uh, DC as well uh, what else we got here? Um, podcast updates for base, uh, Better Call All, The Walking Dead and Westworld. Just a few little schedule changes with those. Uh, gaming talk last week. We talked about uh, Tidal Tasmanian Tiger is coming back with a port or a remaster of some sort uh, to PS4, Xbox and Switch. Uh, We talked about Nintendo and the fact that they're not worried about PS5 and Xbox Series X. And we talked about some big changes at Rockstar. Classic Reviews has finished now for its third season, so you can check that out. Uh, The Season 3 rankings. Walking Dead Season 10B preview podcast. Walking Dead starts in two weeks, so check that out if you're into Walking Dead. Better Call Saul, of course, the Breaking Bad prequel spin-off. Season 5 is returning in the same week, or on the same day. Uh, So we did a preview podcast for that. And that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's move into some news Like to go first uh, this week just to change things up slightly if that's all right. Go ahead. Um, so we've got this came out a couple of weeks ago so it's something we need to get to uh, kind of straight away. Uh, not an emergency per se, but uh, just just a bit just a bit of news that's a little bit old. So Jeff Keeley, of course, the host and I believe the creator of the Game Awards. It's like his whole thing, isn't it? So. Uh, he uh, he uh, tweeted out a couple of weeks ago. According to MPD MPD uh, group, which is they do like digital sales and stuff like that, don't they? Um, the top ten best selling games of the past ten year are as follows. This is based on dollar sales. So we have ten games here, and we've got Grand Theft Auto Five, Call of Duty Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops Two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three, Call of Duty Black Ops Three, Call of Duty Ghosts, Red Dead Redemption Two, Call of Duty World at War Two, Call of Duty Black Ops Three. Uh, and Minecraft. So, I was doing a little bit of counting while we were setting up and stuff. Seven, I think that's seven. One, two, three, four, five, yeah, six, seven. Seven of the ten games are Call of Duty video games. Uh, of course, Modern Warfare isn't in this list because it would have come out too late. Because, obviously, it was out, what, November, uh, last year. So, it, it wouldn't have reached anywhere near the, uh, sales numbers of these. Because, obviously, these, these games have been out for... Yeah, you know, almost ten years, or up to ten years, or somewhere in between that time. Uh, so that wasn't going to be one that that made it on the list. What do you think? Uh, Call of Duty dominating the decade, really?
1: Not really surprising. Now, yeah. d- it didn't break that down by uh, platform did it? it didn't say, you know, how many a PC, how many Xbox, how many? No, uh, just
0: a just a general. Here's a top ten kind of thing. Yeah, because so, you got to remember those a lot of, of platforms. F- so
1: yeah, and those have especially the Call of Duties. Or were huge initially on the PC end, until the 360 and the PS3 really made online gaming possible on a large scale with uh, yeah. consoles. Um, so people forget about those PC sales, adding all that up together. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's not that surprising. That's like saying you're shocked that you know, uh, <laughs> EA sports games are in the top twenty every year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean things like GTA five, Minecraft always come up in like the MPD lists for the month and stuff, don't they? So uh so I remember Modern Warfare One was like two thousand and seven, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember when Modern Warfare two came out, but that might have been uh that might have been uh pre two thousand ten, roughly. I don't remember what year that game came out. Um uh, but obviously Modern Warfare three, all the Black Ops games, one, two, three um, wait, Black Ops 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, Black Ops 4 as well. Wait, Black Ops 4? Yeah. All the all the Black Ops games are, are on there as well. There's four of them listed. So, uh, there's that. Uh, yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2. Fairly, probably... Yeah, that's the newest game on this list, isn't it? Because there's obviously, like I said, not there's no Call of Duty from last year because it came out probably too late to be counted. But, uh, because Minecraft came out long time ago. Um yeah gta 5 uh because that would be gta 5 on the that came out uh, the before 2013. that was like generation. right before yeah yeah yeah
1: that that had like a good six months on the 360 ps3 before it went to uh ps4 and xbox one
0: mm-hmm. and then obviously got re-released on ps4 and xbox one so mm-hmm. they helped a bit as well um but, yeah, Call of Duty dominating the decade. So, uh, sure, some of them Call of Duty games are quite bad, like ghosts and stuff. But they still make some sales on there as well. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see how far behind things like FIFA were or, or on those lists. Or like Madden and uh, NFL, the NBA, NBA games, those sorts of things. Because, obviously, those are the bigger sales as well. So, But uh, there you go. Um, Alright, let me scroll down to some other sales things that we've got uh, to do with Red Dead Redemption and Rockstar. If I continue to scroll, I should find the screenshots. Uh, That's the Twin Breaker thing. There we go. Alright, so some updates for Take-Two titles. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 has sold 120 million copies units whatever you want to phrase that uh red dead redemption 2 has sold 29 million uh copies i'll just say copies instead of units i just think it's whatever uh borderlands 3 8 million and the outer world 2 million obviously the outer world is fairly new isn't it so uh compared to all those games um wow yeah 120 million i know i know the game's been out a while i know it's been out on like what four or five different platforms you know two different generations basically of consoles. Um, but yeah, I think it's fair to say that Grand Theft Auto dominated the last ten years in terms of sales. So, what do you think of that little list? Uh,
1: it's not surprising. I mean, yeah. with the uh, Outer World sales, you got to remember that it is a Microsoft Studio mm-hmm. uh, game, so it is part of Game Pass and Ultimate Game Pass. So, I imagine a lot of people, a lot more than two million people, played it.
0: Right. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, uh, congratulations to those games, I suppose. Um, let's move on to uh, Colin Mori and Chris Ragon. I know some of you don't like those two people, but they have a video game they've been making and they have a release date for it. Um, you listen to Sacred Symbols, don't you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, I, mean, I was a little bit behind on the episodes today when I checked, but I'm uh, doing a bit of a catch-up with them. Uh, so Twin Breaker, A Sacred Symbols uh, Adventure, launches on PS4. This is written by Colin Moriarty himself. Uh launches on PS4 and uh, the Vita, because he still quite likes the Vita and stuff, and wants to support the console, or the handheld. Uh, on March 24th, it will cost $10. It is cross-buy, so I assume that, mean- that, that means if you buy it on one, you get it on the other, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure uh, With the help of our friends at East, a- East, a- East Asia Soft It's written as a, a Twitter handle so uh, We will be doing uh, physical copies 1000 on PS4 and 1000 on Vita Of course digital will be you know, Unlimited uh, More details on that soon via uh, Lilymo Games and they have a little picture Of the box art and stuff uh, Where's your interest level with this?
1: Uh, I'll probably buy it just because it it does have a low price to entry. It's only going to be ten dollars, um, yeah. and it is a a brick breaker game which me. I haven't seen in a long long time. Me too. I don't know that it's been done on a modern platform. So uh, if nothing else, just curiosity uh, yeah. will have me buying that game.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, it's going to be interesting to listen as you know a person that I listen to give opinions and thoughts on games, Colin and Chris, uh, to see what they've come up with for, for their own game, like things that they wouldn't put in there, and things that they really want to gravitate towards uh, I'll be supporting the game, I'll be buying it I know some people have got political issues with the two of them, but that's that um, you know, they 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 both do great, great uh, gaming coverage, which I listen to, well I try to listen to every week, I think with last week's episode I forgot that I hadn't finished it, and then I went back and just listened to, to the rest of it uh, but anyway, yeah, um Say so what what do you think of the two of them?
1: Yeah, I got no problem with either one of them. Yeah. Um they like like I've said on I think on this podcast and definitely on other podcast, I consider uh 90% of politics just noise made by idiots. Mm-hmm. But everybody's allowed to their opinion, everybody's allowed sure. to think what they want and uh you know, express what they want as long as they're not doing anything illegal, I'm totally cool with it. Yep. And then past that, you know, let let the market decide. Yep. If it uh, you know, if, if it's going to be cool for them then yeah, if not then no, you know. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that.
0: Yeah, I mean the people that follow him will support the game, I assume, the patrons that he has which I am a, uh, a CLS isn't it? Collins last stand. Uh mm-hmm. patron, I am one of those. Uh are you a patron for for them?
1: I actually don't have a Patreon account at all. Oh,
0: okay. Uh but yeah, I support them through that. Obviously gets me their episodes early and stuff. Um so yeah, I'm gonna be supporting the two of them and curious to see what a uh gamer um wants to put in his game. So we shall see. Uh what else have we got to talk about? Um so we have an email that ties into this. Uh and I wanna I don't know if I saved a picture for this. Yes I did. There is a new <laughs> new Crash Bandicoot game. Uh, Coming out, but this is a endless runner mobile game. Uh, So we have an email that I want to get into. Joshua has said to us. uh, So I bet Matt is happy about the twin. This is to do with obviously with the Twin Sanity thing as well. Um, So we'll we'll get into that as well. Uh, So I bet Matt is happy about the Twin Sanity trademark being dropped. Shame. I wanted to see Matt's reaction to it being remastered. No, nobody would. No, nobody wanted to see my reaction because I would have gotten quite annoyed. That would. If you were to ask me. What podcast would you possibly get most annoyed on? It would maybe be that. I think, um, like it, like if I was watching a Nintendo Direct or something, or or some, you know some sort of trailer presentation thing, and they go up next to remaster of Crash Bandicoot twins Sanity, I would have been quite disappointed. I'm not really, I'm not really a person that it takes a lot for me to get like angry, angry. I, you, we can all be like pissed off and upset and annoyed and that sort of thing, but. To make me angry takes a fair bit. Now, I don't want anyone to, like, try. But, uh, yeah, that would have been something that... I don't know how angry I would have got. I could sit here and say I would have gotten quite angry. But, uh, just because... I know some people are saying, like, why would you have gotten so angry? It would be a new Crash game and that sort of thing. The four games we've already had remastered, which is the Insane Trilogy, you know, the original Platformer Trilogy, and the, well, basically a a combination of Nitro Kart and Crash Team Racing... Um, those are the only Thor, four four games. I must Thor. Those are the only four games out of the franchise that need remastering. Uh, all the others, just dump them and forget them. As far as I'm concerned, if you want to go and play them, if you want to go and replay them or revisit them, you can do on different platforms and stuff. But uh, I think the basically the post um, Crash Team Racing era of Crash, you know, in between that and the the Insane Trilogy, I think needs to just be kind of forgotten. I think, um, but yeah, they've dropped the trademark for it, which is great, I didn't actually expect them to remaster any of those other games, some people were kind of asking for it and calling for it, and I was just like, no, you, like, ask yourself if, if you really want that, like, go back and look at what those games actually are, as compared to the, you know, the the really critically acclaimed, well, you know, for the most part, critically acclaimed uh, original trilogy series, they're just such a light and day difference between them uh i mean things like clash of the titans and stuff just like what what even is that game i don't know but uh hopefully we never visit those uh Eras of Crash Bandicoot. In terms of like me covering those sorts of games and stuff. I, I just don't actually have any intention. I probably would have already done that. So, uh, But yeah. It's going to be an endless runner. It's going to be a free game. I assume maybe with like some microtransactions. For like extra lives and stuff like that. You know how, how a mobile game kind of functions. Uh, I don't think this is you know the new Crash Bandicoot game. That's been Ruben and talked about. That would be pretty stupid. Uh, if that was the case. I think this is just maybe like hey. Here's a little mobile game to kind of tie you over. Maybe until... The new Crash Bandicoot game comes out. I still think we're getting it. I do think it's possibly like a PS5 launch title. An Xbox Series X launch title. Uh, at, at the end of the year. That would be my actual guess. When it would be announced. I have no idea. Obviously E3 is in a, in uh, a few months or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah. That's pretty much my thoughts. I'll, I'll try it at least when it comes out. I don't know how long I'll play it for. But I'll give it a try. And uh, tell you what I think when it comes out. It hasn't actually got a release date from what I've seen uh it's sort of up for like a pre-download pre-order kind of thing like a notification sort of thing you can get um but uh we'll just see what it likes uh, see, see what it looks like so uh any thoughts on this
1: well for your point of it's something that comes out you know just as a a tease they did that um mm-hmm. well not they but uh if you remember bethesda did that before with uh uh, Fallout Shelter, which was actually a pretty decent game. Oh,
0: pretty uh, it was.
1: Yeah, you know, Stream 76 has kind of you know sent that over the edge. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw a new game coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really interested in Endless Runner. So I'm probably not going to play the game. I doubt I'll even download it. But past that, I mean, if it fills that little itch you've been needing to scratch for that uh, for that uh ip then you know more power to you so
0: cool yeah uh i mean i do believe that spyro and both spyro and crash are in activision's future obviously along with call of duty and whatever else they they make along the way um they've been shaky with certain things they've been doing obviously there was a lot of controversy about adding micro microtransactions to uh crash team racing nitro field and all that sort of thing but uh Yeah, I I mean, you'd expect microtransactions in this mobile game, because that's just like a mobile game thing to kind of do in it, you know, free-to-play with with microtransactions. So I'd kind of expect that uh, for that, but, uh, you know, the the real kind of next big thing to look forward to is whatever this new game is going to be. So Uh, there is that. But, uh, yes, I am low-key, you know, looking forward to it kind of thing. Obviously, I'm much more excited for whatever this new game is going to be, but uh, I will give this a try and let you know what I think whenever it comes out. So there's that. Um what else did I talk about? Yeah, the the Twin Sanity trademark being dropped, I've already talked about that. So um Yeah, oh yeah, by the way, the yeah, the uh, Chris and Collins Twin Breaker uh game twenty fourth of March, that's the same day as uh, Disney Plus launches in the UK, I believe that's a Tuesday. Uh obviously you, you, you lot over there have had it for couple of months since what like november or something uh so you've had it for a while but uh, that will be the Mm -hmm. same day as that so uh, that will be a busy day i suppose so uh that's all the things i've got to talk about what do you have to talk about today uh
1: well first up is a blog post from bioware general manager casey hudson Mm. talking about anthem apparently anthem is getting a full reboot uh, from his blog post, they have taken the board has taken on the feedback that it's received over the past year and quote determined that it needs a much more substantial reinvention than anything an update or expansion could offer, otherwise known as duh. Uh, in the post, uh, Hudson explains that over the next coming months, we will be focusing on a longer term redesign of the experience, specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loop with clearer goals motivating challenges, and progression with meaningful rewards. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a very, very long post, but basically what it is is that uh, they've just decided to take what they've got, chuck it, say, okay, we know it sucked, we're sorry, and they're just basically going to remake the game. Hopefully they won't pull an Anthem slash Anthem 2 and make you rebuy the damn game. Right. Yeah. Um I'm not even not a uh, Destiny Two. Destiny and Destiny oh, Two. They just yeah. made you rebuy the whole damn game. Um but past that, um I'm not overly interested because I didn't really play Anthem outside of the uh, the open beta they did like a month before it launched, so I have no interest of it. Uh, mm. did you ever wind up picking up or renting the game?
0: Nope. Um <laughs> uh no I didn't um it was I th- it was at that kind of busy January February time and then loads of bad stuff was coming out about the game and it was like bricking or freezing people's consoles and I was like nope I'm not I'm not going anywhere near this so um I I could take an interest in this game I, I'd say there's about a 10 between a 10 and 20% chance I, I play this if when it comes out it's just a matter of like will I have time because that will be like the fourth multiplayer game i would be adding to my list 'Cause you've got Call of Duty, you've got uh Firewall, Star Trek and uh yeah, yeah this will be the fourth one to to add to that. So I don't know. I mean, like, they've they've clearly seen that the, the game needs, you know, revamping or refreshing or whatever they're going to do, and credit to them for actually bothering to do that. You know, people did buy the game. Some people still do have it. Some people still do play it. So, um, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be good for, for those people, I hope. Hopefully, it, uh, whatever they try to do works and doesn't, like, have any stupid glitches or... Have any other problems. Um, and not not to. We we don't really want to talk too much. About Fallout 76 anymore. Because it's kind of just completely dead or whatever. This is probably what they should have done with that. Instead of like hey we're going to do this. Wastelanders thing soon. And then here's a paid subscription. Uh, kind of thing. Th- this game seems to. Like it's been out there for, for a while. And it kind of. It, it seems a lot more along the lines of like a no man's sky type of thing. Where people buy it. People are really disappointed about it. And then they go quiet for a really really long time. And then they just come back and say, "Look, we're not going to just like add one little thing or whatever. We're going to just revamp this whole thing. So, if it works and it's a good game and people are happy, that's uh, all that kind of matters. But uh, it's down to Bioware and EA to to make that happen. So, uh, we shall see. It just in terms of like you know the flying mechanics and the Iron Man-esque mechanics. That's kind of the only thing I have an interest in in playing for that game. Um, like, I have no real interest in, like, the story or any of that kind of thing. Obviously, if if I played the game, it would be up to the story to kind of pull me in, but, um, you know, it, it's more of a case of, like, okay, how cool, how good are the flying mechanics and, like, the different weapons and, like, the, I've heard of, like, this javelin class and stuff, like, how good will would all that be? So, we'll just have to see when they do it. So, um, yes, yeah, it's just a case of waiting to see when, uh, they, they announce what exactly they're working on. So, we shall see. Um, what else did you want to talk about today?
1: Well, uh, Phil Spencer was on the Gamertag Radio podcast the other day, and he had to make some clarifications of a statement he made back in December, commenting on VR, suggesting that that platform was just too niche and the customers simply aren't asking for it. Um, in the, in the uh, interview, he says, I probably overstated that a bit for the people who love VR and the experience that they are being that, that is being built, no disrespect to any of those teams there. My p- main point was that I wanted to be clear with our customers on where our focus was. If somebody was waiting for us to bring out a headset for Series X at launch, I was just trying to say we're not going to do that. He went on to explain that bringing VR to a console platform is not as simple as just plugging in a headset, since it requires specialized console UI, mm-hmm. um, specialized uh, interfaces... He said, right now, our most precious resource is the team and their ability, and I have to focus on the things we're doing right now. He also explained that VR is closely associated with Windows, so the company is still keeping an eye on the platform to see what they can do with it. They just don't have any real immediate plans. Um, Microsoft, as a company, was hesitant about embracing VR on console platforms Uh, Even though the One X was initially listed as VR-ready, but the support never realized. Uh, Now, this, he was specifically saying VR, so he wasn't saying anything about HoloLens, because technically that is an AR, it's augmented reality, not a VR. But, you know, we'll just see what happens from there, so
0: yeah i mean if he's you know coming out and clarifying like okay if we we just simply don't have any plans to do this with this console i think that's that's very very fair um you know if he, if he, if some people have maybe thought that uh he said that that's that, that's the opposite situa- situation he's just kind of clearing that up um you know i you know i've been i've been much more into playstation in the last couple of years but i i still think phil spencer has done a really really good job in what he's had available to do you know they've had a bit of a shortage of of, ex- of teams to make exclusives to like compete with sony and stuff but in terms of all the other things that they've done uh you know like game pass and things like that and obviously trying to rebuild kind of the teams with all the purchases of like uh you know obsidian and ninja theory and some other teams like that i think he's done a really really good job uh, i think he's a great guy and i think that uh yeah just coming out and kind of clarifying a few things is uh you know, only, only helps understand certain things, so I'm um, uh, yeah, happy to see him kind of kind of still continue to do a good job with that sort of thing um, and yeah, we'll see where the future kind of takes Xbox, so what do you think of these, uh, this statement?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously he didn't want to, even though it did kind of sound like a little bit like he was dumping on that platform, he obviously didn't really mean it, I, like I said, they are still working on uh, AR on some level whether or not we'll ever see anything from that it's hard to tell because mm. we haven't seen anything from that in so long yeah um but past that you know it's just one of those things that we're not gonna really know a whole lot until we see what comes down from e three which is we're starting to get little bits from so yep big just question. like little hints and whispers but that's still a good four months away so.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still excited for E3 and to see what uh, Microsoft is going to say, al- along with the other companies as well. So we shall see. Uh, what else did you want to talk about today? Uh,
1: well, uh, they dropped uh, Last of Us 2 dynamic themes mm. uh, the other day. Uh, from the uh, Twitter account, Last of Us Part 2 arrives in just a few short months. Today we're taking our first steps by announcing a new... Uh, the, well, the LA edition that we talked about a couple podcasts before—they restocked that. Uh, they announced that there's going to be a hands-on at PAX East, and they released two free dynamic uh, background screens uh, for the console. Now, the uh, PS4, being the idiotic, chaotic mess that it is for their online store, you can't actually search for them. No. Let's be fair. The the p the PS4 online store on the console is basically a garbage bag in a skip <laughs> in a bin in a landfill that's on fire from a meteor strike yeah it is that i mean you couldn't even find the dlc in the store i was assuming you were playing that on your ps4
0: yeah i couldn't find whatever it was the the the, the, the you're talking about the dlc pack that i was uh required to download yeah when we yeah. into like the the call of duty season 2 tab and there was just nothing in there so yeah apart from like some other bits and pieces i've never heard of before but there was like the trailer for season two and and that was it so
1: yeah very strange. Uh so basically you have to redeem it from a code and north and south america have one code europe australia new zealand russia middle east africa and india have a separate code i'm not going to give the codes out a um, little bit of google searching can find it i'll get to just put in uh, last of us two uh, background codes and yeah, you can find somebody's already
0: there as well so.
1: Yeah, it's posted all over social media. I just, you know, it's, it's anything free is cool, and you know these are background themes, so they don't they're uh, dynamic, so they don't just stand there. They do all kinds of cool stuff. And like, anybody that's hyped for the game uh, gets uh, hyped up for the game that much more.
0: Yeah, I did download the theme. I went and like because I I basically grabbed a screenshot uh, of the um what was it of the of the different codes put in the the UK one and stuff like that. Um, it's pretty good. It actually it changes with like uh, the time you log into the console. So if you log in, um, I'd actually logged in. It was in between five and six p.m. and it changed to the night theme. So I guess that maybe starts at like five o'clock or so. Uh, but if you sign in in the morning, it's basically this uh, Ellie sitting by a tree. Ellie, sorry, uh, sitting by a tree, and uh, she's like play, playing a. Well, she's not actually playing a guitar. She's just sitting there with it. And then if you uh, log in at night, and uh, at yeah, some point past five o'clock uh it will show ellie by i don't know if it's the same tree but she's sitting by a tree and she's got like a knife out and uh she's got you know that that those sort of cult characters they're like on the other side of the tree and they're about to approach her i assume so it's pretty good uh i i like it i it's replaced the stranger things theme for me for 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 now we'll see if i change it back on or anything but uh yeah like you said the fact that you can't just like hey playstation store themes last of us theme download uh, you have to like type in a code is, is kind of ridiculous but uh, nevertheless I got there in the end and uh, cause you bet you go to the playstation store you scroll down to the bottom redeem codes and then you type it in so but uh, still pretty strange I'm um, yeah I'm I'm still really really excited for this game um, and like I said other than that little story thing which might just be a, a mislead um, I've seen absolutely no reason to think otherwise other than to be excited for this game so um yeah, cause I I was looking at the, the the dark version of the theme, that like the night version, and kind of thinking like, I can't wait to like you know fight these people and just and just traverse this world as Ellie and you know as a mature kind of grown up version. Obviously, she's you know, a bit younger in the first game, um, and to just see where the story goes and stuff. I can't wait. It's May twenty ninth, I believe. So very excited. Bring it on. Um, uh, where, where's your excitement level for uh, Last of Us two?
1: Uh not really i mean i did play and beat the game uh, i didn't really go for like any of the collectibles or achievements or, mm-hmm. or trophies or anything like that to be fair i don't really go for achievements on my xbox i think i have four or five games not counting like the uh uh the telltale uh story right, basically
0: like automatic in it so yeah because that's just um, for I- different story chapters so
1: yeah outside of like four outside of those it's like four or five games um that i maybe have gotten 100 percent on um the rest of them are that
0: yeah i did it with uh crash bandicoot uh two and three couldn't do it the first one because it was just too damn difficult uh i did it with spider-man uh until dawn and i think there was one more game i can't remember Uh, I could probably look it up on my PlayStation app while we're talking about some other stuff. But uh, those are the ones that I remember off the top of my head. So, um, cool. What else do you want to talk about today?
1: Uh, Well, we have an update uh, from a story that came out on Friday. Uh, For people that are big Flight Sim fans, they are all super, super excited for the upcoming Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, On Friday the 8th, the uh a couple hours worth of video was uploaded to a youtube channel uh the channel was called jose carlos which is presumably the name of a player is mm-hmm. showing gameplay footage um for whatever reason and this baffles my mind they had their player id appearing on screen as a watermark and their face would occasionally pop up in the corner as part of a uh um uh webcam of something of some type. But, uh, you know, didn't take long for Microsoft to find it and issue DCMA strikes against the channel and get the footage taken down. So obviously I can't look and confirm to see what it looked like because I didn't get a chance to. Uh, but it's one of those things that, you know, for people that are excited for the game, they got a chance to get a quick sneak peek at it. And according to the people that saw it, it was a really good... Uh, it was a really, really good uh, um, game. It looked really beautiful.
0: What was he playing, sorry?
1: Um, the new upcoming Microsoft Flight Simulator.
0: Oh, yes, yes. We talked about this uh, a bit earlier. Um, yeah, I actually did see some... Not, it, it doesn't sound similar to the footage that you're describing, but I did see some footage uh, on YouTube. I, I've just for some reason had this... You know when you just fancy watching like, just different types of videos? I wanted to see... Uh, some, like, plane stuff, some airport stuff, uh, and, and went down this little rabbit hole with this guy who went on, like, really, really expensive flights, and I was just kind of watching some of that fun stuff, um... Yeah, when i was searching for like plane videos and things like that uh the flight simulator game actually did come up looks really really good really really does uh and that's probably like beta or alpha footage i'm not sure where, where they're right it's still on alpha alpha yeah uh i think it probably said that at the bottom but I couldn't, I couldn't quite remember um looks great looks like something i'm still interested in very much um you know obviously you get the the two i'm assuming you get maybe like you know this kind of bird's eye view sort of thing or this kind of dynamic view or whatever. Uh, and then you probably get, obviously, the cockpit cockpit view uh, for when you're actually, you know, controlling the ship and stuff, uh, ship, I uh, think in Star Trek, controlling the uh, plane, rather, uh, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, looking forward to it, looking forward to seeing, you know, if I can land things successfully and uh, flying in some uh, interesting countries that I've not visited before, or at least have been, away. I have been to America before, but it was in uh, 2001. So <laughs> it was a long time ago, uh, but yeah, interested to see what things look like and what different cities look like. And to you know, I'll still um, do uh, a, a a plane flight in London as well. That might might still be kind of fun because I don't always get to see you know central London and that sort of thing. So that would be interesting as well. Um, yeah, I, I assume we're going to see something at E3. We do keep saying E3, but that's kind of the next big checkpoint, isn't it, for the uh, some of these bigger games to come out apart from you know Sony stuff. Um, So, yeah, where's your excitement level for uh, Flight Simulator?
1: Mid-ish. It wasn't, you know, one of the games that I played a ton of uh, as a kid growing up, but it was a game that I played. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's something that I'm familiar with. I think it's more of the fact that it is such a a very iconic game, and it's something that they haven't done in a really, really long time.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So are you going to try this version out at all?
1: Oh, uh, I'm definitely going to see what I can do with it. I don't know because <laughs> I don't know how much it's going to cost, what the specs right. are. I am in the middle of a new PC build. So by the time the game comes out, I'll definitely have my new machine up and running so that I can actually play the game. Mm. Um, and then it's just one of those things we'll just have to see where it goes from there. So,
0: Yeah. Uh, do you think it will probably just be part of Game Pass, I'm assuming?
1: Uh, it depends if it comes to console. Now I vaguely remember them saying PC and console. I think it is. But flight simulator is really kind of a game you need a joystick with. Right. And I don't know of that many joysticks that can be on the Xbox. Let me check that real quick. Let me check Amazon. See if there's a Xbox controller joystick.
0: Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean maybe like the analog stick can still do a, a fairly decent job and stuff. So. We shall see what that game looks like in the end. I suppose
1: there uh, is one one listed here. It's called the Thrustmaster T Flight Hodis One, and it says it's compatible with Xbox One and PC, but it's also eighty dollars US, so a little bit out of my price range mm-hmm, for now. Yeah,
0: cool. Uh, all right, what else do you want to talk about today?
1: Uh, well, the last thing I have to talk about is uh, kind of a lot that's going on with the Division Hmm. Uh, 2 so first off if you haven't played the Division 2 yet or you haven't had a chance to to get anything Division 2 yet this is absolutely now the time to do it because on Xbox and PS4 it's on sale for three dollars three tiny little dollars (laughs) that's actually less than a horrible Twitch streamer will yell at you for not subbing to her channel oh god yeah. yeah, but the reason why it's on sale is because they've got a big expansion coming up. It's called Warlords of New York. It's the first major expansion for The Division 2. It is a $30 standalone expansion um, that marks the beginning of year two content. Its focus is on a mission to retake the ruins of Manhattan from a cabal of rogue agents. So just before uh, Ubisoft's livestream reveal... Uh, they went over some of the stuff that we can expect to see in the game. And so uh, they called it the in-game first for the Division 2 mantra. The expansion brings new avenues to level up your character and acquire more power. In addition to raising the level cap from 30 to 40, uh, the developer is including a new infinite leveling system to let in-game players... um, spend uh, stray shade tokens on minor stat buffs. So if you've played Diablo 3, it's going to be similar to their Paragon system, which is a metal leveling system. Uh, the gears are also going to be streamlined and refocused. Um, I'm definitely curious about it. I don't know if uh, I'm going to buy it or not. I'm going to have to get more specifics of it. More specifically, I'm going to have to see how this affects the base game that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Um but this is a, a massive, massive update. Like I said, it's a standalone, so you're going back to New York, so it's going to be another off-the-map thing. Uh, kind of like in the First Division, which is part of Game Pass, by the way, so if you're ever curious about taking, checking out the First Division, you can just do uh, that on Game Pass. And um, just go there and try it out. They had, um, I can't remember the name of it, but they had a standalone DLC to where you're basically freezing. And you had to – you couldn't be outside a whole lot. You had to go inside and find, like, gear and stuff and whatever. And then you could go outside to try to find other stuff, but you had to go back inside or find the barrel you could set on fire to uh, – you know, for warmth to raise your body heat. And then you could find better clothes to uh, um, make you more insulated so that you could stay outside longer it was a it was a really interesting game mechanic in mm-hmm. affecting cold that way. So I don't think they're going to be bringing back the cold. Um but yeah, I'm I'm definitely curious to get more specific details about all this. So
0: Yeah, I mean just on the $3 thing uh that I want to talk about um I mean it's 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 not very much at all. Uh it's less than the cost of any subscription service. You know, wherever it's Disney Plus, Netflix, Game Pass, PS Plus, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty much cheaper than all of those. Um, so yeah, if, you, if you've been curious about, I suppose, the division, um, you can either like like Robert said, get the first one on Game Pass, which still doesn't cost very much. Uh, sometimes as little as a dollar, so even cheaper than the division two at some points. Um, or they do the the three three months and three dollars or whatever. So to, uh, check that out, and then of course if you like that, and then you want the Division Two, uh, it's three dollars. So uh, I mean, how many times have people spent forty, fifty, sixty dollars on games that were that were bad, uh, and the Division Two? You know, it's not it's not a game I particularly clicked with that sort of thing, but it's certainly better than some of the more expensive games you can get out there. So. Yeah, if you want to try out a decent video game and you're interested in in the Division Two, there's probably not going to be a better chance than this, unless it's on PS Plus in like a year or two years or I don't know whenever that would be. So.
1: Yeah, and I already own it, obviously on Xbox because I bought it a while ago, but I'm probably just going to get it on PS4 just to have it in case I have a friend that you know wants to play mm-hmm. Division Two on it. Like I said, three bucks is three bucks. So. Yeah
0: not very much so uh yeah be interesting to see what they do with the expansion i, I never did play the the other that the uh, other expansion you're talking about so i couldn't really comment on that but um yeah if you're into division stuff it seems like you have a uh bright future ahead of you so uh there is that um you said that's the last thing you have to talk about
1: yeah, that's the last thing I have
0: to talk about. So, uh, cool. We did have one other email; it didn't tie into anything, so I left it until last. Um, of course, if you want to write into us at Entertainment Talk, uh, Matthew at Entertainment Talk dot org, sorry Matthew at Entertainment dot org, Twitter e Talk There's the contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, let us know what you're playing. What, let us know what you think of what you're playing, um, or if you just want to get in contact for any, any of the other shows or anything like that. Uh, don't hesitate to write in. Harry says, which console do you think has the best UI? I'd have to go with the Xbox One, he says. Uh the Xbox One UI is pretty good. And it actually loads pretty nicely as well. Uh at lots of different points. So um I don't know. I mean yeah the PS the PS4's got a fairly bad UI, you know, the, the TV and video menu is pretty bad, the PlayStation Store's pretty bad, syncing trophies takes too long, or or longer than it probably should. Um yeah, I I don't know, uh, the Switch one's okay, I suppose, um, but yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree with Harry, at the moment, you know, the, the, he's including obviously past consoles here, so, you know, maybe, maybe the 360 or something, probably not the PS3, because uh, when, when it comes to U, UIs and stuff, Sony doesn't really know what they're doing, I think, uh, but yeah, I think I'd have to agree with Harry, with the Xbox One, um, having the best UI, I know where everything is, things don't take too long to load um you can pin stuff really nicely and all that i know you can make like folders on playstation and stuff but uh i think the pins are a nice kind of system uh what do you think
1: oh absolutely the uh this, that and the store are the two parts of the xbox uh, um, platform and ecosystem that are vastly superior than the playstation 4 yeah um just the store is a dumpster fire on the ps4 it loads really really quickly on xbox there's an i'm experiencing like this weird occasional lag like when i go to the deals page and it shows the games with gold it'll take like a good 25 30 seconds for it to show that i own it yeah but it still loads the actual game up quick it's just it takes a minute so
0: yeah yeah
1: but yeah i completely agree with you on that so
0: yeah so i think the three of those three of us uh, completely agree. Let us know of course what you think is the best UI for consoles. Uh what about for like past consoles? Any other competitors?
1: Uh the three sixty one eventually got there. Yeah. I never really used um the PS three a whole lot outside it's, of it being a bad. Blu-ray player. Yeah. Um I never owned a PS two, but then again they don't really have that kind of a thing for the PS two. Right,
0: there was no store or anything like that. So they
1: kinda had it a little bit for the original Xbox and it was a little little basic, but then again, they didn't really know what they were doing back then, so.
0: Right, right. So, yeah, I think the Xbox wins on that front. So, uh, and that is what we've got for you for this episode of Random Gaming Talk. Like I said, let you know what you're playing, what you think of what you're playing, uh, what games you're looking forward to, all that sort of stuff. You know what to write in. Uh, and um, all that good stuff. You can find all the rest of the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, If you want to support the podcast and support entertainment talk, we are on Patreon. Please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast options and review options as well. Amazon affiliate link, if you're shopping on Amazon, we'll get a small cut of what you spend. It won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, please rate, review and subscribe to those. That helps us out as well. Of course, make sure you subscribe because then you'll get sent new episodes. Yeah, uh, of course there is, uh, yeah, iTunes, yeah, please rate, review, subscribe to iTunes. Uh, Of course, word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Um, Of course, social media, please uh, share them them on Facebook and Twitter. And of course, if you're allowed to, put them in different Facebook groups. Uh, Video games, if you want to watch me and Robert play different video games, me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer. Just before I go, um, got a kind of exa- exciting announcement to make. Uh, I talked, to, I, I did talk about this earlier today on Twitter, but I want to mention it here today on the podcast as well. Uh, I talked about, uh, a couple of weeks ago, about a new co-host joining Entertainment Talk. Um, that will be happening on Tuesday in six days' time, or maybe five days' time, depending on when you're listening to this. But by next week Tuesday, we have a time and a date set planned. We have uh, topics planned. We have basically everything planned that we're going to do um and uh yeah we'll be in- inviting a new co-host to entertainment talk uh robert you excited for that
1: i'm very excited it's always cool when uh we get to expand a little bit and add more people into the group yeah
0: yeah um but yeah i hope uh, just on a, a co-host front um bex isn't like quite part of the team but we have got plans to do some some other work with her later down the down the line very much enjoy doing podcasts with bex as well um it's just we've not had that full kind of Integration, I suppose, with her yet, but uh, we'll see she's a, g- a
1: good friend of the show. We'll just go that way We're
0: out. Yeah, yeah, she's a really, really good kind of uh, co-host when we have her on and stuff like that. And obviously, she does work with Geek Town. And uh, please do check her out on Twitch and on YouTube as well. She does some really great stuff. So uh, we very much enjoy working with Bex. But uh, just in case any of you try to guess who this new co-host is, you you won't know who they are. So <laughs> you could guess away or whatever. Uh, you know, it's not a popular, like, big YouTuber or anything like that. Um, but I'm still very, very excited for uh, this first this first podcast with them and to, uh, yeah, to, to start working with this person. So um, thank you, everybody, for, very much for listening. And if we don't record anything between now and Tuesday, which I think we do have something in between then, because uh, Sonic is out soon, uh, we'll see you for the, with the new co-host on Tuesday. And, of course, next week for Gaming Talk on Wednesday. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.